And now we're getting the rest of the story. Uh, what I've put up on my website, usasurvival.org, is a column and excerpts uh, from uh, two things. One, a legal memorandum uh, filed in the case by a lawyer uh, for one of the police officers who incorporates in that memorandum a transcript of the body camera recordings that were made at the scene. And what it shows, this is simply incredible. And we should have had some anticipation that this would happen. The rest of the story is, and we knew some of it based on the autopsy of George Floyd, that he was a heavy drug user, had a long criminal record, that he was fighting with the police when they tried to arrest him. And uh, he basically went berserk. He went crazy. Uh, the police, there were four of them there. They were trying to calm him down, uh, but he couldn't be calmed down. He referred to using drugs. He admitted it. He referred to one particular way he was using drugs. I won't go into it graphically right now, but it, it looks like um, the police who are charged with murder, charged with murder and aiding murder, actually handled him by the book. And in fact, that knee on the neck was a trained police procedure. They used it in this case under drastic circumstances because they tried to get him in the police car. He was being arrested on a felony, passing counterfeit money. They wanted to take him in for booking. He fought them, he kicked them, he went crazy, he was foaming at the mouth. All of this is in the documentary evidence. And of course, it's, you might say, well, it's a little too late now. And it is tragic that, that he died, but uh, I would just caution people, there's no evidence of murder here. Uh, so many people, even on the conservative side, Charles, jump to conclusions about this. Right. Oh, it was horrible police procedure. Uh, police shouldn't have done this. Uh, Sean Hannity said that. Uh, Ted Cruz, the senator, said that. And there was this big rush in Washington, D.C., where I am, to pass police reform so this never happened again. Well, we don't want things like this to happen. But why don't we just deliberate for a change, take some time, be calm, and wait for the evidence to come in. And as I say, the evidence is coming in. And I'd say based on the evidence I've seen, I put it up on my website, there's gonna be more to come that the police should be found innocent. You know, I've learned since actually going back to the Trayvon Martin case that um, you can't rush to judgment in any of these cases. I'm not suggesting that these situations uh, don't happen with a racial motivation, but Sometimes if you wait and let uh, the truth come out, the truth is a lot different than the initial story that comes out that's um, often ramped up and made to sensationalize a situation for political reasons. Now, Cliff, you say that the, um, the police had webcams on. Why can't we see the webcams? Is that being released? Those are body cameras. Uh, we have uh, the transcript of one of the recordings, but now, as soon as some of the evidence was released by the attorneys for the policemen, all of a sudden, uh, the judge in the case has put on a gag order. And, and Based on what? How does he justify that? Well, under the circumstances, according to the trial, the pretrial procedures, 
if the prosecution, again, which is charging these officers with murder yes, and aiding murder, if they object uh, to, say, uh, having the proceedings televised, the judge will defer to them. And that is exactly what's being, what's occurring in this case. There's a gag order now, but I tell you, we're going to have to wait for more to come out, including the actual videos from the body camera, but we already have the transcript of the recordings. We have uh, uh, a legal memorandum, actually a motion for dismissal from the lawyer for one of the cops that incorporates some of what's in the body cam. And it, it paints a picture, the complete picture really, so much that of course we never saw on video. We just saw that snippet at the end, the, the eight or 10 minutes or so at the end and everybody said was horrified, just like President Trump. Oh my gosh, that's shocking. Yeah, we were all shocked, but sure. haven't we learned our lesson yet? Remember the Ferguson case of Michael Brown? Sure. All yep. the media said, oh, he, he was shot for no reason by a white cop. Hands up, don't shoot, they said. And then even under Obama, under the Eric Holder right. Justice Department, mm -hmm. they concluded that no, this guy, Michael Brown, who was high on pot, uh, tried to get the policeman's gun, a fight broke out, and Michael Brown was shot and killed. Another tragedy, but now this is the second go-round with, with George Floyd, who was... By the way, we have the autopsy. I have all that on my website. He was, he, they found meth in his system. They found fentanyl. They found marijuana. This guy was a heavy drug user. And of course, one of the people who has tried to get out the other side of the story, the head of the police union, Kroll, has said, well, the media aren't interested in looking into, into his background, but they've discovered that he had a long criminal record, including five years in prison for robbery and assault. Uh, this is who, I, I, you know, it's, it's a sad case, but he was a career criminal. He was obviously on drugs. There's no evidence that the knee to the neck killed him. He was going berserk. He had all kinds of health problems. And, and by the way, the police, realized he was in distress. But again, they were trying to arrest him, get into the police car. They called an ambulance. They were concerned about him. They just said, mm -hmm. oh, let him, didn't say let him die. They were trying to revive him. They called an ambulance. They were trying to make sure he lived, but he was apparently, it looks like he was so high on drugs uh, that were causing internal problems for him, including difficult breathing. Again, in this case, it was, oh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. I can't. Well, he couldn't breathe because he was so wound up on drugs right. out it's of a, control that 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 caused his death, in my <clears throat> opinion. So in a sense, the, the inability to breathe is a symptom of um, possibly an overdose. We know that there were drugs found in the system and a lot of them. And uh, that the, the, it didn't have to do with the chokehold, which looked terrible in a video, but this was practice by police dealing with a person who was threatening and out of control and whom they were simply trying to subdue and get under control so that they can calm the situation. I also would add that um, if it had been you or I in like situation, where, I mean, certainly in my case, I mean, I pass as white, there would have been the same thing happening if I was doing the same thing. If I had committed a crime, if I was resisting arrest, if I was trying to hustle out of 
arrest using physical force. If I had a drug addiction and I appeared to be high on drugs, I'm sure they would have tried to subdue me as well. They would have held me down in the same manner, most likely. And it had nothing to do with race. I mean, it would have been, uh, it was, it had to do with behavior. Now, I am not here to say that it doesn't happen with regard to race. We're simply looking at the facts of this particular case because this case is the one that was used by people that seem to have something ready to go. It was like a, you can almost tell this. I mean, I could, we all, anybody who knows politics could have predicted it, especially in this election year. It's you just know, so sad, though, that so many people, we expected the left, the Marxists, to exploit this. And, right. and look what's happened. The riots in Minneapolis, uh, you know, what is it, $500 million worth of damage to the city. The governor of Minnesota is pleading for a federal financial bailout now because he didn't send the National Guard in, into the city in time to stop stop the carnage, stop the violence, stop the looting. And as we all know, it was so bad that the police abandoned one of their precinct headquarters, actually left it abandoned, and then it got ransacked by the mob. And so we had too many people, even on our side, uh, Rush Limbaugh even, even was horrified by the little snippet of video and mm. then invited uh, Charlemagne the God on his radio show almost a plead, oh, let's have some racial harmony here. Let's, let's get a dialogue going uh, between mm -hmm. blacks and whites. And all they did was debate right, white privilege. It, it went nowhere because those people on the other side don't want a legitimate dialogue. They just wanted to exploit it. They tried in Ferguson. That didn't really work. Uh, now they've gotten this to go national through the Black Lives Matter organization. And very few people on our side are willing to look at this case anew and say, well, I was wrong. I should have waited. I should have waited till all the facts were in. There are a couple Republicans and, and getting into a subject we wanted to talk about, Tucker Carlson, at least mm -hmm. he's got the guts on Fox News. He does. To hold the conservatives and the Republicans accountable for not coming to the aid of people in these cities who are seeing their lives lost, their businesses destroyed because people overreacted and then it got exploited by this political movement, Black Lives Matter, to the point where you can see what's happening. We've got churches now under assault around the country. Right. There's been Virgin three. Mary, Virgin Mary statues being In desecrated Boston. on That's top right. of Columbus, Washington, Lincoln. Uh, the Redskins just changed their, I mean, this whole hysteria, this cultural revolution, all stemming back to the George Floyd death has gotten completely out of control, Charles. You and I know it. Of course, it's a culture kampf. Um And uh, the, the thing, that's why I, I would say that this was a, a, an event waiting to happen. It was only a matter of time. It was, it's an election year. I mean, Trayvon Martin happened in an election year also. You know, it was an attempt to kind of use subliminal messaging to wake everybody up and remind everybody that anyone that doesn't genuflect to the left has something against black people. And, uh, yeah, you know, so this was the trigger. The result was immediately the looting of black neighborhoods, the burning of black businesses, the killing of black people. Chicago and St. Louis had a huge, massive amount of killing that, that very weekend unprecedented apparently in a generation 
where I think almost 100 people, predominantly black, were killed, including three children. Mm. You have then the complete denouement of American history that went predictably beyond Confederate symbols and into uh, an attempt to destroy Mount Rushmore and, uh, and basic American history. Anybody who uses the word master now is, is being accused of having something against black men and women. Um, the, the Redskins issue, I mean, the, the Native Americans didn't even care about that for the most part, other than a few radicals. It's all these predominantly white, predominantly upper class leftists who make up this constellation of radical organizations that includes Black Lives Matter and Antifa and other groups that tend to have, they're like, they're like ACORN. They tend to have interlocking directorships, interlocking memberships, interlocking finance. Uh, it's extremely corrupt. And if you criticize Black Lives Matter, you're accused of having something against black people. I had somebody accuse me of it this morning. I'll tell you what, though, I've got a column uh, that's going out tomorrow praising the Republican senator from Georgia, Kelly Loeffler, mm -hmm. for taking a stand against Black Lives Matter. She's one of the few. She's a part owner of the uh, WNBA team, the Atlanta Dream, uh, which, as part of the WNBA, is embracing Black Lives Matter. They're going to put all these sayings on the team jerseys and all this. And Kelly Loeffler's had the guts to say, and she was previously considered a moderate Republican. Right. She's had the guts to say, no, why don't you just put American flags on your team jerseys? Why don't we come together for America? And she had the guts to talk about the Marxism of Black Lives Matter and its anti-Semitism. You know, there's a video out there of one of the founders of Black Lives Matter saying, Quote, we are trained Marxists. There are two of them that said this, apparently. Yeah. Two out of three. They're trained, uh, dedicated Marxists. There's a tracing back. I think you mentioned this to me, Cliff, or I heard it from um, uh, another host, that, that it goes back to that, to what's her name, Trezamard from yes. the um, Weather Underground, who uh, was involved with killing two cops and who was involved in bombing, I think, the, uh, the Pentagon back in the 70s and who now has been in exile in Cuba ever since, that she's connected to the establishment of Black Lives Matter. Well, the Black Lives Matter group uh, honored Joanne Chesimard, who took the name Asada Shakur. She was a member of the Black Liberation Army, which worked with the Weather Underground. Chesimard went to prison, convicted of killing a cop, a New Jersey state trooper, Warner Forster, uh, shot him twice in the head. Uh, she went to prison. The Weather Underground helped spring her out of prison, and she fled to Cuba, where she's living today. So this is the kind of group uh, that we're talking about with Black Lives Matter. Senator Loeffler, to her credit, is now speaking out. Where one of her colleagues, Mitt Romney, is actually marching with Black Lives Matter in oh, D.C. But but and, and and but President Trump. Tragically, uh, he's doing some good things. He had a, a, an event at the White House today standing by our police. But I tell you, like we've talked about before, Charles, he's got to do so much more. I, I saw this. They've, uh, the Trump campaign has released a, a, a video ad against Joe Biden showing the city's going up in flames and says, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. Well, we're not safe in Donald Trump's America. 
You know, this well, is yeah, problem. but you know, the, these cities are all controlled by liberal Democrats who are giving a pass, and and I think that maybe Trump is scoop, is spooked a bit by the polls. I don't know what's going on there. He's he he's not um, really feeling that he can be his full self. Maybe, uh, and that's too bad because I think he he she should come out uh, swinging and and uh, defending black people from this terrorist group that's killing black people in all of our cities. Well, and, I know he's taken, a, he's taken a beating in the polls. Some of it's dealing with race relations, some of it with uh, the China virus. But there again, what is the response of the Trump administration? They've said within the last day or so, they've put out a long statement to a couple media outlets that Anthony Fauci, who has been almost guiding this whole response to the China virus, that he's been wrong too many times. And that's true. You know, he says one thing one week, one thing another. He's for masks. He's against masks. It will transmit between humans. It will not. I mean, he's got a horrible checkered record of statements on this whole problem. So why did Trump listen to him in the first place? See, here's, here's, here's the problem with President Trump on the COVID-19 problem, and that is, We've talked about the deep state in the past, the military industrial complex. Mm -hmm. Fauci, a career bureaucrat, is part of the medical deep state. Right. And Trump listened to him. Now, now when we're, it looks like we're, we're on the cusp of a second wave of the virus, probably stemming from the fact that they locked down the economy and produced a second wave, inevitably, I'm no scientist, I'm no doctor, but that's the way it looks to me. And that in the beginning, they should have realized that they had to let this thing work its way through the population, just isolate, isolate those most vulnerable. But they listened to Fauci, Deborah Burks. These are two career bureaucrats. They put Pence in charge of this whole thing. And I've told you on this show, they ought to dump Pence, get somebody else in there as, as Trump's vice presidential candidate. So Trump and his administration are now saying, well, we can't listen to Fauci anymore because he's been wrong so much. The problem is Trump had been listening to him for the last three months. And this whole business of locking down and masks is unprecedented. It's unnecessary. We know this from the example of Sweden, that Trump weakly tried to stand up for legacy drugs that do help, such as hydroxychloroquine, which has been on the market since the 1950s and which is safe. And uh, he was shot down. It shows that there is a bigger agenda here. And I think Trump knows it and he really hasn't taken it on, unfortunately. I mean, it is a great weakness. I don't know if he just wants to get reelected. I mean, which is, you know, not good if he's, if that's his sole motivation, but, uh, but he hasn't really done the job with, with this whole horrendous virus. You're right. I mean, it could have worked its way through the system by now. It's, it's tragic uh, that so many things seem to be out of our control, out of his control. Uh, the George Floyd case, look where that's gone. If people had just pulled back and said, let's get the facts first before we say anything. Let's find out what really happened. What happened before the video? You know, these were police officers, some of whom have been on the, the, the police force for 20 years. They're not killers. They're not going in there trying to murder this guy. 
we now know, according to the recordings and, and the memorandum from the lawyer, that they were trying to take care of him. They were trying to calm him down. At one point, you can see on the transcript, one police officer says, you're foaming at the mouth. He may have been, George Floyd may have been overdosing at that point. They tried to calm him down. He's kept kicking him. And in the same way, Charles, with the China virus, they should have at the start uh, had some, how do you say it, contemplation, brought in some outside experts rather than relying on people who had been in the bureaucracy for 20 or 30 years and who have gotten things wrong in the past. I mean, Fauci's been working on an HIV AIDS vaccine for over 20 years. And there's yeah. nothing there. Not there's to mention that, that he, uh, he was the main person behind the recommendation of AZT, which ended up killing more people with AIDS than AIDS itself. But uh, going back to uh, George Floyd, here we have now four police officers, four men who are facing murder charges. Um, I'm afraid that our, our, our judicial establishment is going to be afraid to give them a fair trial in this country, one that's actually going to take an objective look at this situation. And the result is going to be that they could end up facing a long prison sentence for a crime they didn't commit just to appease radical leftists who are going to threaten to burn the country down if they get off. That's exactly right. And the charges include murder, uh, aiding and abetting murder, and then manslaughter. Uh, by the way, one of the police officers is black. Yeah, and one of them is Asian. Yeah, not, so, you know, so it's not even a matter of race for, in that case deliberately. I mean, putting that so, aside, yeah. I, I, I actually don't think it was, and I think you make the case, it wasn't a matter of race. This was, and it wasn't. Would have, and now, it would have happened say, with anyone doing the same thing. If I had done it, the same thing would have happened to me. And, and now, as you say, with the evidence coming out, even though the judges put a gag order on the attorneys, we see enough of the picture to know that it wasn't murder. They were trying to take care of this guy. They were trying to save his life. They were trying to restrain him though. And it's, right. it's a tragedy. He died in police custody. But if they go through with the trial and it's a fair trial and they get off, there's going to be riots. That's right. And that's the threat. And if, but if it's, if it's gonna... rigged, if it's rigged. Then four uh, innocent and... men are going to be ruined. No. They're going to be ruined, and, and, and probably the charges, say, they go back to manslaughter, second-degree murder. It's not going to be enough for the mob either. So, so, so we're, we're on a, a course for disaster with the George Floyd case and the China virus. I don't see, I'd like to get your thoughts. We've had some of these conversations. You've been gracious enough to have me on your show. How does Trump survive politically? How does he win with these two crises uh, grinding down on him? Well, because the alternative is going to be the radical people who are handling Biden, who is nothing but a stuffed, stuffed doll, basically. I mean, he's like, the, the guy is incoherent and he's not functioning and he's extremely corrupt. And um, so I think it's, it's, it, it comes down to a choice. Um, you know, that's the bottom line. I mean, as effective as Trump has been in this case, I believe that if he wins the race, he's going to feel a lot less encumbered by the deep state. He knows full well what the deep state is all about and what they're capable of doing. And I think he feels like he has to play footsie with them until the election. 
Um, and if he wins again, I think he's going to take him on. That might be wishful thinking. Maybe I'm projecting, you know, because that's what I want to see happen. But, you know, I, I, I want to see the real Trump that come out again. And, and it I could think, happen. And I, yeah. I don't take positions. I just try to provide information. Sure. As a journalist and an analyst. But I'll tell you one thing. I hope, I would hope that Trump could be more like Tucker Carlson. He did talk tonight on a show about getting rid of this racist who was on his staff. Who what was that all about, by the way? Uh, you know, this is how the left works. They've been trying to get Tucker Carlson off. The oh yeah, air. I'm surprised he's still on, given what he's, given it's, what he does, and given what he's up against. I mean, if it wasn't for Mike Lindell and my pillow, he wouldn't have much advertising, because because the left has gotten all these advertisers to drop his show. But what the punchline for him is, he's got the highest rated show in cable TV history. And you can't. But, yeah, but they're going after him with both fists. I mean, look at this. The the guy who runs Goya Beans is being ah. boy, boycotted by leftists, including uh, Cortez and the rest of them, because he had the absolute nerve to say something positive about the president of the United States. I so mean, in this, the case of Tucker Carlson, you know, and I recommend his book. Sure. Uh, Ship of Fools. It's a great book. They didn't, they realized they couldn't go after him personally. So they went after one of his staffers, one of his writers. They found out this guy had written some posts anonymously years ago that were uh, racist. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. They were, sure. you can't defend them. They were terrible. Uh, so who knows how they dug them up or who tipped them off. Uh, and Tucker Carlson had to respond to that tonight. Uh, I thought he could have been more forceful, but the point is that he has been forceful in general, taking on the Republicans, the conservatives, not only the left and the mob. He's very tough on that. He had a whole segment tonight on how the mob's going after the churches, going after the statues of the Virgin Mary, actually burning churches in America yeah. now. Yeah. And they had this Eric Metaxas on talking about how this whole movement now has taken on a satanic tone. I think it has. Um, and so Tucker, this is the thing. This is if Trump could learn from Tucker Carlson. I wrote that column up on my website. Uh, Tucker Carlson is the new Trump. You know, this is sort of the is. old. Yeah. Actually, he's the old Trump. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Trump un, unshackled. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's doing an amazing job. I'm really surprised that that he's still standing. I mean, after all these years, and uh, he's one of the few people out there who is really sees things with clarity and it takes it on in the mainstream media. By the way, at the end of the show tonight, he said he was taking, I think he said the next four days off to go fishing. Uh, uh, I, I hope he's really going fishing. Yeah, that sounds and suspicious. That, and that the bosses of Fox are not putting him on hiatus and trying to shove him out the door. Yeah, that's worrisome. You know, I mean, it's uh, these are very troubling times. We've got a lot of crisis happening and it's not letting up. Do you think that, I mean, I just want to uh, just touch a little bit more on the coronavirus as it stands right now. Um, I don't know if I believe quite what's happening. I think that while I think that virus is going to be with us for a long time, I think it could be with us for years. I think that it is changing. It's mutating. It's weakening. It's not the death sentence that it was. I think that it's bad, but it's becoming more and more like a normal flu. And even the uh, the Centers for Disease Control publishes 
statistics which are not covered by the mainstream press. This is their group that shows that the death numbers have dropped to the point where it's almost, it's really before the major surge back in early March at this point, and that uh, people are going to the hospital with it, but they're not as sick as they were. The management of it is better. So I don't trust the this ongoing panic and hysteria. I do think we need to start to get back to work and get children back in school and go back to businesses and go back out. And if you're, you're in a position where you are in a vulnerable category, you know, like you're over 70, or if you have health problems, you know, it's your responsibility to make sure you, you're sheltered, not the government's. What say you? Again, I'm not a, a doctor. Uh, I'm not a scientist. Uh, I do think there's a lot of fear out there still. Yes. And the problem is it is a, as they call it, a novel coronavirus. That means new. And if, if it's true, as I believe, that this came out of a Chinese laboratory, uh, a laboratory, by the way, that was subsidized by the National Institutes of Health, mm-hmm. our own federal dollars. We are not quite sure how this virus works, how it works its way through the system, uh, whether it mutates, as you suggest, whether it's going to go in waves or not. All I know is a lot of people are scared to death, and there's a lot of second-guessing about Trump taking Fauci's advice in the beginning, going for a lockdown. Now we're going through, it looks like, a second wave that could go all the way through November. And then and, some, and, <laughs> and people, some, you know, see, here's, you're, you're right about Biden being an empty suit or less, but, but people are going to say, some people are going to say about Biden, well, maybe he can get, can get us some racial peace, maybe through reparations, he'll pay off the rioters. And mm-hmm. when it comes to the COVID, well, maybe, maybe he'll that, do yeah. something new. Maybe he does have a fix. I mean, people, I'm telling you, people are desperate and they're scared. Yeah. Maybe if they, they think that if Biden's elected, the virus is going to go away the next day. Whereas <laughs> if Trump's elected, we're going to have four more years. So I don't know. But anyways, Cliff, uh, what, what do you have coming up on your on your newsletter? Well, we're doing uh, uh, columns all the time. As I say, I've got one coming out on uh, uh, Kelly Loeffler, the uh, so-called Good. moderate Republican senator from, senator from Georgia who's really taken on Black Lives Matter, like no other Republican in the Senate. Then I got a column coming up later this week on our great president, our founder, General George Washington, uh, and why the left should really hate him. And that's because he court-martialed homosexuals in the Revolutionary Armed Forces of the United States. Many people don't know that about General Washington, but he understood the need for good order and discipline and when he found somebody like that in the armed forces, he kicked them out, he court-martialed them. And of course, now we've got armed forces that are totally infiltrated. You may have seen the recent case brought to light by Congressman Mo Brooks about the Army sending out some kind of memo on inclusion and diversity that referred to make America great again as a message of white oh, supremacy. Yeah. I saw that. 
I mean, this is, you know, let's look at the infiltration of the armed forces for crying out loud, not only the LGBTQ, uh, but, but I remember there was one case uh, a couple years ago at one of the military academies, a guy graduated and he showed his cap and in it, it said, communism will win. This is, what is happening within the armed forces of the United States? No, it's, uh, they've been probably infiltrated by the same deep staters. I mean, going back to McChrystal actually, but let's not go there. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's, there's big problems with that. All the more reason why we have to stand by Trump and we have to continue to expose the nature of this, what I would call conspiracy. Anyways, I'd love to see him, in conclusion, I'd love to see him yeah. go on Tucker Carlson's show and see both of them go back and forth because unlike Hannity, Tucker is not a brown noser. Mm. He, he's not going to yeah. lay back and toss softballs to Trump. He's going to put him under the... The, he's going to grill him. And, yep. and Trump needs that. He's got to get sharp. He's got to understand he the stakes. He and, he's good, and, he's good, and he's good at it. He should be under that. He doesn't need to have somebody putting, you know, throwing out bouquets. He's, good at, he's a good fighter. You know? He needs to have that kind of legitimate opposition as opposed to the opposition he has, which is not legitimate. It's trying to destroy him and our government. So anyways, Cliff, listen, let's do it again next week. And I really appreciate you joining as always. I appreciate you having me on, Charles. Good luck to you. All right, Cliff, take care.